Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Alberta Roundup. I'm your host, Rachel Emanuel. I hope that you guys are having a great week so far. Let's take a look at what happened this week in Alberta politics. Unless you're living under a rock, you probably know that Alberta Premier Danielle Smith was in Ottawa this week, and she had some new announcements to make about healthcare funding. The topic of amnesty for those charged for breaching COVID-19 restrictions came up again this week, and we have some new polling numbers as the United Conservative Party prepares to face the Alberta NDP in a spring general election. All that and more happening now on the Alberta Roundup. Okay guys, let's start with the story that everybody is talking about this week, the infamous handshake. This week, while she was in Ottawa, Alberta Premier Danielle Smith was captured on video having a rather awkward handshake with the Prime Minister. What a pleasure to be able to sit down with uh, Premier Smith. If you're like me, you're probably wondering what on earth happened that was a very uncomfortable looking exchange. While the Premier clarified afterwards that she wasn't expecting the Prime Minister to go in for a handshake, because they had just grasped hands backstage. I had already shaken his hand, so we already said our hellos. I was taken a bit by surprise that he wanted me to shake hands again, so we kind of missed the landing. It was a little bit awkward, but we ended up having a really good discussion after that. Smith also started her Thursday afternoon press conference in Calgary by going around the room and shaking everyone's hands, probably just to prove that she could do it. Oh, nice to see you. Very good to see you. Very good to see you. She also met with federal conservative leader Pierre Polyev and of course with the prime minister. She spoke at length about their discussion, which she said was overall positive. Smith also said she told Trudeau his government must end work on its proposed just transition legislation, which the premier has been a staunch opponent of, as well as its emissions reduction cap and its ban on electricity for natural gas. Take a listen to some of her remarks now. Let me be brutally honest. The Prime Minister has not yet shown himself to be a friend of Alberta. There are a litany of federal policies that he has imposed that have been exceptionally harmful to our economy and to our investment climate, and that have cost Albertans tens of thousands of jobs and tens of billions of investment and projects. But this issue is far bigger than me or this Prime Minister. I know that, and I hope that he knows that too. There are trillions of dollars in revenues, hundreds of billions of dollars in investment, and millions of jobs riding on Alberta and Ottawa working together instead of in conflict, and creating an attractive and certain investment climate that millions around the world want to invest in and move to. The Prime Minister is being criticized across the country and from within his own party as being unnecessarily divisive and unable to improve national unity or economic growth. Well, here's a golden opportunity. Come to the table and work collaboratively with Alberta on probably the most important economic issue facing this country in a generation. 
I'm opening the door, but I also have to be pretty clear. If the Prime Minister chooses to slam this door in our face and moves unilaterally forward with just transition or other impossible and arbitrary emissions targets or policies without Alberta's involvement and agreement, Alberta will be relentless in our opposition and we will use every tool at our disposal to protect Albertans, their jobs and their future. The ball is now in the Prime Minister's court and I hope his response to my offer is the right one. The Premier also said she expects to ink a 10-year funding health care agreement with Ottawa in the coming days or weeks. The province is estimating its shares will be about 518 million new dollars. The Alberta government plans to use the new cash, which Smith called significant, to double down on its initiatives to improve the healthcare sector. She also pointed to Alberta's ongoing efforts to reduce emergency room wait times, ambulance wait times, and the surgical backlog. The Premier also said she's pleased that most of the funding will come with no strings attached. Moving into our next story here, Alberta Premier Daniel Smith also said she's spoken to people who have been charged for breaching COVID-19 restrictions. That includes Arthur Pulowski, but Smith said she explained to the street preacher that she was unable to grant him amnesty. Pulowski faces two charges of criminal mischief and a charge under Alberta's Critical Infrastructure Defense Act related to the Coots border blockade, which took place one year ago. His trial took place last week and the judge's decision has not yet been set. Here's what the Premier had to say about it. You know, I've talked to everyone who um, has concerns about some of the, um, the, uh, the enforcement orders that are against them. And I have told them the same thing that I uh, have told all of you, that I'm awaiting to see the result of a couple of different cases. I'm taking the advice of my Attorney General and that we'll have to wait for the process to play out. Specifically, have you spoken to him directly? Yes. Okay. And uh, could you could you let me know in the course of that conversation? Did you tell him or indicate to him that you would uh, have people looking in to see what could be done with his specific charges? I have have always said that I uh, I campaigned on it for seven months. That I would look into what the options were for amnesty, and that I would look into what the options were on that. And my uh, my justice minister came back and said that amnesty is not possible for a, a premier. The only role of amnesty is the governor general in our country, the way our system works. And his advice to me was, having lost one case, the uh, CM versus Alberta case, that we were going to wait on the Ingram case to see if there's some clarity in law. So that was the advice of my justice minister, and that's what I'm waiting for. The reporter who was asking those questions was a CBC reporter. You might remember that a couple of weeks ago, the CBC reported that Premier Smith has been inappropriately pressuring her justice minister to drop COVID cases. In my opinion, the Premier looks less than impressed with the exchange. And finally, what we're watching in the weeks to come, a new poll from Abacus Data suggests that the United Conservative Party is ramping up steam as it prepares for a spring election against the Alberta NDP. The poll shows that it will once again be a two-horse race between the NDP and the UCP, with the Alberta party sitting in a distant third. David Coletto, Abacus Data Chairman and CEO, said, quote, There is still a sizable group of people who did vote for the UCP back in 2019 who remain undecided. They still are not entirely comfortable with Danielle Smith. They're still, I think, disappointed with some of the decisions that the Jason Kenney administration made, and so they're still sitting on the sidelines. The other side of that, though, is that they aren't completely comfortable with the new Democrats and Rachel Notley either. The survey also found that Calgary will be a key battleground in the election, which you likely know if you're living in Alberta. In Calgary, the NDP currently hold a slight edge over the UCP. Voters in Edmonton seem more likely to vote for the NDP, while outside of Alberta's two major cities, the UCP is leading. 
Okay guys, and now it's time for my daily comment roundup. I wanted to go over some of your comments from last week when I asked you what you thought about Dina Hinshaw being hired in BC. You guys had some pretty funny responses, so I'm gonna read some of them now. User Aaron M says, as a resident of BC, I am ashamed and appalled about this decision. User Shelley Chappelle said, I cannot believe Hinshaw made so much money because of 2020. While the rest of us suffered enormous mental and social conditions, while high government officials get bonuses from our hard work. It's criminal, really. User Lawrence Lawrence wrote, I applauded that Hinshaw and her overpriced accomplices got fired in Alberta. Good move, Alberta, but for her to be hired in BC is shocking. Bonnie Henry, an unelected official, and her tyranny needed to be fired a long time ago. But now we have the Henry Hinshaw clown show to set this province back when others are moving forward. BC needs a better political party besides the NDP. And user New Sabinium says, I wish I could fail up as much as these bureaucrats. Honestly, I think that's how most of us feel. It seems like there's really no repercussions for them, no matter what their actions are. Okay, everyone, that's all I have for you today. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Alberta Roundup. I hope that you guys have a great rest of your weekend and God bless.